0: The Sarah Snippet Series is sponsored by Dr. Robert and Judy Brookstein in memory of her mother, my wife's grandmother, Edith Goldsmith, Esther Bas Yaakov. Today's snippet is sponsored by Jacob, Gabriel Lily, Max, and Ariel Isaacs in honor of their great-grandfather, their coin Gadol, Laser Fuchs, HaKohen. We are very excited to begin the next section of our Daveni. We completed Yishtabach and with it the Pesuket de Zimra. And now we begin Borchu, the Birchos Kriyashmaa. And Shema. We'll come back to investigate Kaddish another time. But suffice it to say that the Kaddish that appears before Borchu signifies that this is where Tefillah B'tzibor really begins. This is where the notion of communal Tefillah, communal prayer starts. The Rambam in the first halacha of the ninth chapter of Hilchus Tfilah, the laws of Tfilah, writes, Seder Tfilah Sa'Tzibor Kachu. Here is the order of the prayers of a community. V'shachar kol ha'am yoshvim. In the morning, everybody sits. V'shlech Tzibor Yorid L'Fne And the one who's leading the congregation uh, descends before the ark. V'omid b'am tzaham, among the people. Umatshah v'omir And begins by reciting, by leading the kadash. V'chol ha'am omen, onim amen. And everybody answers amen. V'onim amen besof kadash. V'achakach omer b'orchu as Hashem mevorach. So you see from the Rambam that real davening begins with the Kaddish and Borchu, that which many of the custom to say, together as a group, is only to bring out the best and reinforce our davening. But in many yeshivas, they only begin at Kaddish and Borchu. And many communities have been forced over the last several months when consolidating our communal prayer as well during this uh, pandemic to only begin at Yishtabach or really to begin with Kaddish and borchu That really is the beginning of communal prayer. The Birchos HaShachar and the Pesukah Dezimer that come before it can be said alone. By way of introduction to what we're trying to accomplish in this next unit or, s- or section of our davening, the borchu and the Brachas of Shema and the Shema, I want to give two metaphors, one my own and one that comes from Rav Shwab Zatzal. The first from me is the notion, I've always understood or I've always thought of Davening, and we said this many, many snippets ago at the very beginning, that Davening is really a reflection of, or really the precedent or model, of our courtship and commitment and connection in any relationship. If you think about marriage, which is the highest ideal of our relationship with Hashem is compared to, certainly our relationship with Hashem is like a parent and child, it's like a master and servant, but the highest ideal is Of a husband and wife, two people madly in love. The romantic relationship, Rabbi Akiva says, the beautiful description, the romantic description, the love affair of a husband and wife of Knesset Israel and Baruch, the Jewish people, and Hashem is the Kodesh HaKadoshim, It is the highest description or metaphor that we have. And the same way that a relationship begins with courtship, want us to get to know the other, ask inquisitive questions, learn, study, become familiar with the other, and when one does and they're drawn, they're attracted to the qualities and to the behaviors, to the values, ideals, to the priorities of the other, they're ready to take the plunge. They're ready to make a commitment. The next step is engagement. It's a commitment. It's a promise to the exclusiveness of the relationship and to fulfill one another's needs and so on and so forth. The next step after the level of a commitment comes the wedding night, the ability to experience a sense of intimacy that exists with no other. So there's dating, courtship, getting to know. Then there's engagement, marriage, a commitment ceremony, a commitment pledge. And then there is the intimacy of Yichud, something forbidden unless one has that marriage relationship. And similarly with Hashem, we begin with Psuke de Zimra. When one wakes up in the morning, we have to reorient, recalibrate ourselves to our relationship with who he is, to get to know him, to fall in love with him, to study him. And we do so, the themes of Psuke de Zimra that we just completed were two. Nature, Hashem, who is really the one in control, in charge of nature, and Hashem in history. You see Hashem's guiding hand through the natural order and you see it through the unfolding of history. That's how we get to know Hashem. And that leads us to the, up to this next section, which is Psuket, which is rather bircho, Shema and Shema. Shema is our statement of commitment. It is that engagement. It is that wedding. It is that, it is that pledge. It is that promise. These are our vows to Hashem. These are our wedding vows. This is the singular exclusive relationship we have with Him and He has with us this is what it means, till death do us part, we are all in, all the time, it's not a casual relationship, but rather it is a relationship that is all-encompassing and that defines us, and it is preceded by the two commitments we have, because Yotzer Orvo Lecho Shecha, Baruch, created the whole world, all of nature, and us, but Avarabah. he specifically, HaBochir Be'Amo Yisrael, he chose us, we reciprocate, we choose him, that is the wedding, and the Amidah represents the intimacy, the Amidah is the Yichid room, the Amidah is that private time we have. And so Shema and its brachos represent this next transition, the next section, the section of commitment, a pledge, a promise. But the other metaphor is that of Rav Schwab. And Rav Schwab writes in his introduction to a Sefer, Iyu, Tfilo, his Sefer Iyun and his Rav Schwab on prayer, he says that the whole siddur, the prayer service we have, is the experience of entering and journeying through the base of Mikdash until we arrive at the Kodesh HaKadoshim, where the Kohen Gadol, uh, for example, for whom the Shir was sponsored, the Kohen Gadol, the Holy of Holies, only went once a year, the holiest person on the holiest day of the year, in the holiest place. And when we envision this process while we're davening, we transport ourselves. We're able to see ourselves climbing. So for example, and we'll have to start tonight and finish next time, if Schwab says, the 15 steps that lead up to the Shah or the gate that opens into the Chatzar, the courtyard of the Beis HaMikdash, correspond with the 15 brachos of Birchas HaShachar, the 15 blessings we start each day with, the 15 expressions of appreciation, where we articulate acknowledge nothing should be taken for granted. Not our ability to get dressed, not our ability to wake up, not our ability to see clearly these are all gifts from Hashem. And when we say these brachos, we can picture ourselves climbing those steps, ascending towards the Beis Mikdash, serenaded by the sweet music of the Levim who accompany. We enter the Chatzar, of the courtyard, and we encounter the kohanim. They offer the sacrifices of the Mizbeach there. Today we're unable to do that, of course, but we follow B'erchaz Ashachar. we say korbanos, and there we encounter the korbanos. We picture them as we say them, and we experience as if we are there the korbanos. And then after walking through the chatzar, we enter the ulam, which is the vestibule. And the Mishnah teaches in Midos, the side, of the doorways one entered of the ulam and exited were massive. They were gigantic. They were enormous. The ulam corresponds as Roshwab to P'suke de Zimra. And the two doorways represent Baruch Sha'amar and Yishtabach. We say them respectively before and after when we enter and when we exit. And during this part while we're saying Baruch Shamar and Yishtabach when we're making our way through the ulam we're making our way through P'suke de Zimra we should imagine ourselves standing in that grand entranceway in that grand doorway and then exit the ulam and enter into the Heichel the sanctuary where we'll pick up with next time.